Welcome to the PCOS Diva podcast. My name is Amy Medling. I'm a certified health coach and founder of PCOS Diva. My mission is to help women with PCOS find the tools and knowledge they need to take control of their PCOS so they can regain their fertility, femininity, health, and happiness. Today's PCOS Diva podcast is sponsored by the seven-day Discover Your PCOS Diva Jumpstart program. Jumpstart is the place to begin when you're ready to commit to yourself and jump into your healing journey. Learn step-by-step how diet, lifestyle, and mindset changes can get you on the right path. You'll be thrilled to feel your energy return, brain fog lift, acne begin to clear, and so much more. Visit PCOSDiva.com slash jumpstart for more information and to get started today. If you haven't already, make sure you check out PCOSDiva.com. There I offer tons of great free information about PCOS and how to develop your PCOS diet and lifestyle plan so you can begin to thrive like a PCOS diva. Look for me on iTunes, Facebook, Pinterest, and Instagram as well. Today, I want to give you some real actionable tips around meal planning. And meal planning is so essential to living the PCOS Diva lifestyle. And it's so important for your healing PCOS journey. And I can tell you that after years of coaching women one-on-one and running my Jumpstart program, the place that women get really sidetracked on their healing journey is meal planning. As soon as you stop meal planning, things seem to just fall apart. This is where most PCOS divas make it or break it. So I thought that it would be really helpful to go through some tips, some really actionable tips around meal planning. I think the first thing that is important to understand is that meal planning has to be sustainable. You can make it fancy, but I prefer to keep it simple and really sustainable. And so meal planning becomes really a personal thing. What works for me may not work for you. The goal, I think, is to find a process that's both enjoyable and effective. So in a little bit, I'm going to talk to you about my process for meal planning. But at first, I just want to go through a couple more tips. I think it's important to tap into your creativity around meal planning. Really understand that making a meal is also an expression of creativity. And you want to find ways to inspire yourself so that you look forward to cooking. I talk in my book, Healing PCOS, about how I believe that women who are really suffering with PCOS symptoms often lack a creative outlet. And cooking can really be a creative outlet for you. And being a a PCOS diva, creative expression is so important. So I really invite you to think of cooking and meal planning as a a way of 
expressing yourself and, and uh, being creative. So I mentioned that it's important to find ways to inspire yourself. So I think that spending time looking for recipes is really time well spent. So I've fast-tracked a lot of that for you by putting together my seasonal meal plans. I have plans for winter, spring, summer, fall, and then I also have a crockpot guide on the PCUSDiva.com site. And these guides were really a result of my own meal planning. You know, I was collecting recipes uh, and putting together basically an index of recipes that my family liked. And then I just shared them with you all in my meal plans. So spending time looking for recipes. uh, I also have lots on PCOSDiva.com in my book, Healing PCOS. But I also like to look for recipes on Pinterest, in magazines, in cookbooks, uh, and in the back of health books. As I mentioned, Healing PCOS, I have, um, I think of like 85 recipes, but a lot of the books on my bookshelf from other health authors have recipes in the back of their books. One of my favorite is Dr. Amy Meyer's autoimmune support cookbook. Uh, I get a lot of great ideas from books like that. The other thing is that it's important to find a place to store your recipes. I'm a little old fashioned. I have a recipe box and I still clip recipes and put them um, in my recipe box that I've sort of filed by different categories. I also use Pinterest and I've tried using Evernote. Um, I know a lot of women use Evernote and other apps for uh, recipes. The other thing that I do is I've printed out all of my meal plans into a three ring binder and I've sorted them by week Uh, and by season. So it makes it really accessible to look up a recipe. So those are the places that that I store recipes, the places where I get inspiration for recipes. The other way to get some inspiration is to get your family members involved. And, you know, I'm not, I, I can't claim to say that I'm perfect at meal planning. And sometimes I, I really do get a little burnt out. You know, I recognize that we're all really busy and, and making a perfect meal plan every week is really, uh, you know, it's, it, it's not all that realistic. So let's get back to sustainability. It has to be something that's sustainable for you. And sometimes putting together a meal plan is as simple for me as asking my kids and husband, what do you want to eat this week? And just planning meals around the food that, are, that they want to eat and that, that's their favorites. So in speaking of favorites, it's important to kind of keep your family favorites in uh, your recipe and meal plan repertoire, but you want to just see if you can make them more PCOS friendly and substitute different ingredients uh, to make them 
more aligned with the PCOS Diva lifestyle. So getting your family members involved in planning um, the, the meals for the week. And my husband is actually a really great grocery shopping companion with me. It's kind of, in a way, becomes kind of like a, a date night for us. We'll go and get a, a coffee or a tea at um, the coffee shop and then head over to the, the grocery store. And we honestly really enjoy that time together. I also make sure that my kids are involved in uh, meal prep, setting the table, cleaning up the dishes. I've taught my kids how to help uh, make some of our staple meals. So don't be afraid to be a PCOS diva and ask for help. You are not the only one benefiting from putting a healthy, delicious meal on the table. This can really be a paradigm shift for you, for you, with your family and your roommates. Be firm in your requests and be supportive of their efforts. Really important to, to uh, get some help in this meal planning process. The other thing is to figure out a system. Don't spend too much time looking for the perfect system. My, my favorite uh, reminder to myself is progress, not perfection. The system is the tool, but the point of all of this is to get a nourishing meal on the table so that you're not ordering pizza or eating out um, every night because you're just too unorganized or uh, too tired. You don't have the uh, staples that you need to get a meal on the table. So I want to share my really simple system. So I typically plan and sh for meals on, um, for the week ahead on Friday or Saturday. I like to go to the coffee shop and uh, sit in an environment that's really kind of cozy and comfortable. I treat myself to you know, a nice warm beverage, and I have a pad that I actually picked up at Barnes & Noble. It's kind of a meal planning um, notepad. And it's super simple. It just lists out the days of the week and um, has some sections to record your meals for that day, and then it has a little shopping list on the side. And that's what I use. But you could do that online. Um, as I mentioned, you could do it in your Evernote. But find something that's really simple and sustainable and that works for you. So I take a look at my calendar for the week. I look to see, you know, what's going on in the evenings. I typically only plan dinners, and I'm going to talk about that in a minute. But take a look and write down at the top of each day on your paper, or maybe you might use Google Calendar, what's going on during the evening so you know what your week looks like. Are you going to be home to cook dinner, or do you need to put something in the crock pot uh, because you need something that's pretty much ready when you get home. Do you need to pack dinner to take it with you? I've often taken dinner with us to uh, basketball games. Uh, all my kids play basketball, and we've spent a lot of time um, in gyms. And the 
the offerings uh, at our, you know, a local gym, you can only imagine what they're serving, hot dogs and pizza. So I'll often take food with us. So do you need to pack food? You know, this is going to give you an idea of how much time that you have to prepare meals. And then I plan out my meals basically for the beginning of the week. So if I'm planning on Friday or Saturday, then I'm planning for, say, Monday through Wednesday or so. And then I usually shop on Sunday mornings before I go to Mass or uh, and Sunday afternoon or early evening. So I shop through for meals through Wednesday. Then on Wednesday or Thursday morning, I'll take another look at my calendar. Sometimes things have shifted uh, for the you know, later in the week and the weekend ahead. And then I'll plan Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then I'll go back out to the grocery store Thursday or Friday. I'm actually recording this uh, podcast. It's Friday about noontime, and I've already gone to the grocery store this morning for the food for the rest of the weekend. So as I mentioned, I'm typically only planning for dinners. And that means that most of my breakfasts and lunches are automated. I essentially just need to have the ingredients. Usually for breakfast, it's smoothies or um, oatmeal in the wintertime. I do a lot of, in my book, Healing PCOS, I have a recipe for seeded oats. And that's pretty much what I'm eating in the wintertime or smoothies. And then lunch is pretty much always leftovers or soup that I have uh, stashed in my freezer from previous weeknight dinners. So again, you're just looking at dinners, become inspired and look for uh, recipes, my meal plans, Prokbok guide, healing PCOS book and website. There's lots of great recipes. Um, but be creative in the kitchen. So a couple more tips. Something that I do that makes it really easy to get a nutritious meal on the table is to establish weeknight traditions. Really, in our household, Tuesday is Taco Tuesday or something on the lines of you know, a Southwestern-style taco burrito. Um, tostada, taco salad, and I vary the protein in that. Uh, sometimes I'm using chicken. Sometimes I make carnitas in my crock pot um, or steak or ground beef or ground turkey or fish tacos. But I kind of already know that it's kind of a Southwestern theme, and I just need to plan on the, the protein that I'm going to use because I always buy the produce that goes along with that. So usually it's uh, um, avocados. I'll make guacamole and I have lots of chopped veggies that go along with that Southwestern themed meal. And the other thing that I like about that is it's a great way to get lots of fresh produce into your dinner that night. So 
I'm always planning a Southwestern type meal on Tuesday. And then I always have a, a stir fry during the week. And stir fries are a very quick way to get nutrient rich veggies on your table. And then again, you can um, alter the protein that you're eating. And there's some really great sauces out on the market that are gluten free and um, pretty clean that I will just pick up. And so I'm, I'm not always making my own stir fry sauce from scratch. The other thing that in the wintertime I'm always planning for is a soup. And I often use leftover meat from a previous meal, which we'll talk about in a minute, um, planning, scheduling planned leftovers or planned overs, I call it. Um, but just back to the, the weeknight traditions. So Monday is often a meatless Monday. Tuesday is Taco Tuesday. Wednesday could be an Italian type night. Thursday is stir fry night, Friday fish fry, um, or not fish fry, but a, a fish dish on a Friday. So then you really know what type of recipes to look for, and it takes a lot of the planning out of meal planning. So I mentioned planning planned overs. So what could be better than cooking once and eating twice? Look at your meal plan and see where you can cook and then create a second meal from the previous night's leftovers. I often do a roast on Sunday. So it might be a roast uh, turkey breast or roast chicken um, or a roast beef. And then I use the leftovers or bones from that meal to create a soup or a stew later in the week. And I often will freeze the leftovers from that super stew, and that becomes kind of like my emergency meal. Those nights where you feel really exhausted and you don't want to cook and you're very tempted to order pizza out for your family or for yourself, you can go into your freezer, pull out that frozen soup or stew, and often all you need to do is just add some more broth or stock to it. Um, and then you're good to go with a side salad um, and you have a very quick and easy meal on, on the table. The other thing is a, talking to that point of sustainability. Meals can be very simple meals. You can use, if you've done my Jumpstart program or if you've um, read my healing PCOS book, then you're familiar with the PCOS Dita dinner plate. You can use that guide and basically the dinner plate, if you imagine a dinner plate where half of your plate are vegetables like um, leafy greens of a salad, or I, I kind of consider it water-based vegetables, sort of your non-starchy vegetables would take up half of the plate. A quarter of your plate becomes a gluten-free grain or a starchy vegetable. And then the other uh, quarter of your plate, or maybe a little bit more, becomes your clean protein. And then on top of your plate is a, a very healthy dollop or drizzle of fat. So that's the P PCOS Diva dinner plate. So you can use that dinner plate uh, concept to create very simple 
customized meals. Every meal doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't have to be a gourmet experience. Keep it simple with a protein, a quick starchy veggie like a, a baked sweet potato and a salad or just a, a, a quick saute of um, veggies and you with some olive oil or butter and you have the you have a quick and easy dinner on your on your table. I really enjoy seasoning salts, different types of herb blends and seasoning salts. It makes it very quick and easy to um, flavor your vegetables. You can make um, sheet pan meals where you just chop up your vegetables and put some protein, sprinkle your season seasoning, drizzle some um, avocado oil, and then just throw it in the oven. And that, again, makes a very simple meal based upon that diva dinner plate approach. So I also want to mention some game changers. So Whole Foods has recently come out in a lot of different markets um, with grocery delivery. I know my local grocery store, um, Hannaford, here in New Hampshire, they don't have grocery delivery, but they they do a grocery shopping service where you go and pick it up. You order everything online, and it's there for you, and you you go pick it up. That can make such an uh, become such a game changing experience for so many people, especially if you get organized around your meal planning. You can order your groceries, and it takes all of that time spent, you know, walking up and down the aisles of the grocery store, um, and and it saves you time to really get in the kitchen and cook. So take advantage of those grocery delivery services. Also, cooking subscriptions or meal plan subscriptions can be really helpful. I like Sunbasket or HelloFresh. I've tried most of them, and I feel like those two are um, the most PCOS Diva friendly. Another game changer can be prep days. Preparation, as I mentioned, is really the key to success, and prep days make life easier. They increase the chances that the veggies and fruit that you just bought actually get into your meals and your snacks. And I like to try to plan a little extra time around unloading groceries. And again, I get my family involved to do some meal prep right then and there. My kids can uh, pack their snacks for the week. They can um, help chop up veggies uh, for to use later on in stir fries and um, in meals. And I can't stress enough that the more that you plan, the more that you sort of get yourself prepared and organized, the more that you set yourself up for success. And I like to plan my snacks ahead of time too. I have a box in my fridge with lots of PCS friendly snacks that are washed, cut, ready to grab. Um, and I often will make a, a batch of my protein bars and I have the recipe for that on PCOSDiva.com. If you just uh, search for protein bars, a couple recipes will come up and that's uh, a really great way to start off your week with snacks and all prepped and ready to go. 
The other thing that I want to mention is that meal planning and preparing food from scratch is something that um, needs, it, it's a, uh, what, what's the word that I want to say? It's, it's really a, a, something that needs to be learned over time. It's like a muscle. It will get easier and stronger um, over time, but you have to keep flexing that muscle. It might feel kind of uncomfortable because you're just not used to being in the kitchen and preparing your food from scratch, but it's going to make such a huge difference in the way that you feel and your PCOS symptoms if you can get the lots of nutrient-rich foods into your week. And the best way to do that is to just get into the kitchen and, as I say, my jumpstart program starts sizzling in the kitchen. Think of cooking as a meditation. You want to make that process enjoyable. So when I'm in the kitchen, I'll often put on a candle. I'll put some music uh, that I enjoy on Pandora. Uh, I really try to make it a, a, a process that incorporates all of my senses. And I, it's a time for me, for me. And I really enjoy the process. So make it as enjoyable as possible. And finally, um, make the most out of a disaster. Sometimes, especially if you're just getting comfortable in the kitchen, things don't always turn out as planned. Sauces burn to the bottom of the pan, veggies come out soggy, but that's okay. You just have to learn to roll with it, laugh at yourself, um, laugh at your disasters. Even the most seasoned chefs have them. You will get good at salvaging what you can. And when worse comes to worse, raid your pantry for some fast food like uh, a quick frittata. Be gentle with yourself. And actually, I have one more tip. If you've spent all of this time and energy planning, make sure you save your plans. As, as I mentioned earlier in this podcast, that's kind of how my uh, meal plans that I offer on PCOSDiva.com came to light because I was saving all of my meal plans over the years. Ask yourself what worked and what didn't work and jot down some notes. If you don't, enjoy this whole process of meal planning, all you really need to do is just come up with about 21 of your favorite recipes based upon the diva dinner plate and then just rotate through them. I encourage you to ease into meal planning. Add one new recipe a week. I know I, I recently got a message from a diva who has all of my meal plans, but she feels really paralyzed. She doesn't know where to begin. And I suggested just adding one new recipe every week. And until you get to the into the hang of meal planning. Uh, and also, one final tip is to rate your menus and files. So my family rates my new recipes and the ones that um, get about four stars and above on um, a five-star scale make it into the rotation and, you know, we keep that recipe in the rotation. So make sure you, you know, save your plans and rate your, rate your recipes. 
So I hope that some of these tips were helpful for you as you continue your meal planning journey and know that it's so worthwhile and it really will make a huge difference in, in your health and, and how you feel with PCOS. And when you fall off track, I, I, I often think it's, it's really um, helpful to have a back on track strategy when you fall off track. And I encourage you to include putting together a meal plan, going to the grocery store and shopping and making a little time to get in the kitchen and sizzle in the kitchen um, in order to get back on track. So I hope you enjoyed this episode and I look forward to being with you again very soon. Bye-bye. Well, that wraps up our podcast today. Thank you so much for joining us on the PCOS Diva podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you liked this episode, remember to subscribe to PCOS Diva on iTunes or wherever else you may be listening to this show. And if you have a minute, please leave me a quick review on iTunes because I love to hear from you. If you think someone else might benefit from this free podcast, please take a minute to share it with a friend or family member so she can benefit from it too. And don't forget to sign up for my free weekly newsletter. Just enter your email at pcosdiva.com to get instant access and make sure you never miss a future podcast. This is Amy Medling wishing you good health. Bye-bye.